podcast where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, ladies. Welcome to this podcast. Welcome to our time together. I'm so excited to be with you, as always. My name is Brittany. I'm a Catholic wife and mom of three boys, and I run fitmomlifetothefullest.com. So I break down health and fitness for all of you, moms, not moms, young moms, older moms, etc. And uh, just look at it, hopefully, in the most balanced way. That is what I strive for. I am not in any one extreme. I don't. It is funny. Uh, my husband and I are both trainers, and that's actually how we met. And I actually really need to have him back on the podcast. We <laughs> were talking about it a little, like two weeks ago. And he's like, hey, when am I coming back on the podcast? And I said, it is not because I don't love having him on. It's actually just selfishly that when we were doing it before, if I had him on, it kind of took place of our date night because we do date nights once a week, almost always from home, lest you think that we are like out on the town once a week. It is just the night. Uh, it's typically Saturday nights that we, if we don't have anything else going on, sometimes I'll have a girl's night or he'll have a guy's night or something or whatever. But most of the time with two little kids, we are home at, you know, a reasonable time. So it's always just after we put the kids to bed that we'll play cards or sit by the fire or something like that. But anyways, when he has been on the podcast in the past, it is pretty much usually on our date night instead that we'll start by recording a podcast episode. Super romantic to talk about fat loss and strength training, but that's what we do. (laughs) And then we go on to our date night. So honestly, just selfishly, I have not been wanting to sacrifice that time. And that's what I told him. He's like, no, I get it. Because I'm also usually done thinking by 830. So can't always guarantee what would come out. But all that is to say, He is alive and well and wants to be back on. And I've heard from some of you that you've really enjoyed his episodes. So it's fun to have somebody else on. I also obviously like chatting with my husband about this anyway. Like I said, we really do chat about it in our spare time. And it's nice when the other person talks so I can take a drink while I'm recording my podcast. (laughs) Because otherwise, I have to tell you ladies when I'm taking a drink break. Okay, so welcome. If you have anything you need to share with me, discuss with me, any of the above. You can pretty much find me anywhere at Fit Mom Life to the Fullest. So on Instagram, it's Fit Mom Life to the Fullest. Facebook is Fit Mom Life to the Fullest. And email is Fit Mom Life to the Fullest at gmail.com. So I try to keep it as simple as possible. But anyways, today we are talking about the best food choices to make at a barbecue. So it is that barbecue time. You're probably already a month into this season or maybe more if you live in a beautiful spot. But I want to chat about this. I've talked a little bit about how to approach food during the holidays. And obviously it's kind of similar, but barbecue season tends to be kind of the typical foods. So I wanted to be able to talk a little bit about specific foods and choices and things like that, share what I actually do at these kind of social events, I think this is where summer starts getting the bad rap because I've heard from so many people like, oh, well, summer's just so hard. And, you know, well, I just, it's hard to stay on my program in summer where I disagree. And I talked about that in the, you know, five ways to make your summer healthier. I think it actually can be the healthiest season. And for myself personally, that's the time where I am craving those super calorie laden foods way less. I am craving lighter foods. I'm moving more. I have more energy. So, you know, hopefully that can that can be you or is you as well. 
where it doesn't have to be derailed by social situations. I get it. I get that there might be way more social events or for some people it's more times that you're going to have a beer at a barbecue and maybe you don't really drink that much when you're you know just at home and and that's the difference in the calories or whatever it is so it can be obviously more of an intimidating time but it doesn't need to be so that's what we're going to talk about today so approaching the event first of all I do not think that you should starve yourself the whole day to kind of quote unquote save up the calories but I also think you can take into account the fact that you want to save the bulk of your calories for later so you are heading into the event you know, reasonably fueled, you're not going to get there ravenous, but you have a little bit of wiggle room. So what that might look like is instead of if you are, you know, thinking about, say, my go-to breakfast is usually oats, right? But if I know that I'm going to probably have a burger later and I want to have the bun with it or whatever, then maybe I want to save some carbs and I want to go a little bit more protein and veggies for my breakfast. So maybe I'm going to have a big protein shake packed with frozen spinach and things like that for breakfast, or maybe I'm going to have a big egg white omelet, like note that I am still eating and eating real foods, but I'm going to save more of my calories, which usually is going to be like more of the carbs and fat for the event later on, okay? If there also is an event where you kind of don't think that there's going to be many healthy options, it's absolutely okay to have something kind of right before you leave or on the way there. I've done that a bunch. If I know that I'm going to a kid's birthday party and it's going to be pizza and a salad, I know that the salad in and of itself without chicken or protein or anything in it, just kind of a lettuce salad or whatever, I know that's not going to you know keep me satiated. So on the way there, I might have a protein shake or I might have a protein bar. And then when I get there, I'll have salad and a piece of pizza, right? Rather than getting there and feeling like you need to eat three pieces of pizza because you're so hungry and you just can't get full. So that's the first step in kind of the day of, you know, you have an event later. I don't go with the, okay, just wait all day to eat and then enjoy yourself there. I just, but I also don't necessarily eat quote unquote regularly. I'm going to eat what I consider lighter, more protein veggies, and then be able to enjoy some things at the barbecue. So when you get to the barbecue, and again, I'm just going with barbecue. Whatever the social event is, it could be a happy hour, could be really anything. You could apply these to a girls' night, whatever. But I actually start with the indulgence that I want to have. <laughs> so not necessarily eating it, like eating your dessert first. But I kind of make that call first. If I get somewhere and I know that I really like the dessert, then I might skip the glass of wine because I'd rather have the dessert. Okay? Or maybe I really like the appetizers being offered. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to have dessert because I'm going to go for that appetizer instead. So I actually start with the, or here's another example. Maybe somebody made sangria or some fun cocktail that I don't really get to have or is like this once, you know, sometimes go to a wedding reception, they do the little like make their own really cute cocktail. So maybe I'm going to have that and then only have a bite of the wedding cake. You know what I mean? Those kinds of choices. So I actually start with what is going to be my treat or indulgence first, just mentally. And then after that, I kind of fill up on protein and veggies of what else is around or available and then choose my carb. So if you are going to have, say, a, a drink, wine or a cocktail or something, that might count towards your carbs and then you just really try to have protein and vegetables with what's left. Or you're going to have that 
and some kind of good carb. So what this actually looks like, and let's talk real foods. If I go into just, you know, a 4th of July barbecue and I'm kind of scanning the area, they're just having regular drinks. It's just like summer ales and whatever, some beers, some seltzers and whatever. And we're having burgers and there's a veggie tray. There's a salad and then there's pasta salad and, you know, let's say cupcakes for dessert, okay? I'm going to kind of survey the options and note mentally that I'm not big on cupcakes. I'm not going to waste a dessert on that. So I am going to have one beer. And then for my plate, I'm going to have salad. I'm going to have a bunch of veggies from the veggie tray. So I'm going to try to fill half that plate with veggies. That's a great recommendation. Try to follow. Then I'm going to have the burger with a bun and go about my day and my time. So I'm not big on pasta salads. I'm not big on like potato salads. So those would be the carb options, right? When I'm looking at that table, I know I'm going to fill half my plate with veggies. My burger is my protein. But then you're going to pick. It's all about choosing. You can have the bun, the pasta salad, or the potato salad, right? Um, And some would say, I mean, it totally depends on what your macros are. But well, Brittany, because wouldn't the beer count as carbs too? Yes, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, you can have some carbs in your life and some carbs should fit your macros. So I think that would be pretty adequate to ballpark. Okay, half my plate's veggies. I have the bun with the burger. I don't know, it's probably 20 grams of carbs just ballparking that. And then my beer, which is however many. So because I'm not going to have the dessert and that's what I'm going to have. So think about when you were looking at everything, think about what is actually worth it. Okay, don't get caught up in the social scenario and then feel guilty about it later. I think that sometimes it's more mindless, actually, than it could even be at home. Like, you know, we think mindless eating. We think sitting in front of the TV eating out of a bag of potato chips. But it also could be in social situations because you are just, think about it, like the group of women that stand next to the appetizer table and are just chatting and eating off the appetizer table. Never putting food on the plates, never even really paying attention to or savoring or enjoying what's going into our mouths. We're just kind of standing there doing it. So it's much better to actually pick something and enjoy something that you are going to enjoy. And one example of this is the fact that, obviously this is not when I'm pregnant, which is currently, but sometimes at uh, family parties or social events, I won't have a drink, even though I don't have a problem with having a drink at a social event, but I will actually just save it until we get home so that I can like enjoy it, put my feet up, that kind of thing. I might've talked about that in the podcast before. That has definitely changed since I've had kids because I think before it was like, oh, barbecue, you have a beer in one hand and you're playing cornhole in the other hand. Well, now with two kids that are four and one and a half, it's like a barbecue, Save your kids from death. Make sure they don't get anywhere by the pool without their, you know, puddle jumper on. Uh, go find a Band-Aid when your one-and-a-half-year-old skins his knees on the concrete. <laughs> like, that is definitely way more. Make the four-year-old apologize for X, Y, Z. So it definitely looks different. And I, yeah, I can drink a beer amidst that or when I'm finally sitting down to eat. I'm not trying to sound like a martyr here, but you guys know what I mean if you have little kids. And if you have older kids, you're like laughing like, I remember those times. But, you know, when I finally do sit down to eat with a one and a half year old on my lap and he's like reaching for my beer, it's just not worth it to me. I'm not enjoying it. You know, whatever. I would rather just 
eat and pick the things I want to eat and have if I even can get food down really and then when I get home and put them to bed to put my feet up and have a beer and end the night and I'm actually enjoying it sipping it savoring it could be the same thing with food you know what I mean that and that sometimes is if there's ice cream somewhere where again I'm like I'm not gonna really be enjoying this I'm gonna be just you know it's gonna be a dripping mess I will just have some ice cream when I get home if I really want to I used to also do that in the workplace if there was something in the staff room that looked good to me. I was like, okay, is this actually going to be worth it to me or not? When I, If I'm still craving that when I get out and get home, then I will get it, even if I have to go to the store and get it, because I probably just want it because I see it. Okay, that can be the deceiving thing sometimes. So anyways, I think you get that point. So moving on, also remember when whatever you're at, again, a social event, a party, a wedding, remember that it's not the last time you're ever going to see that food again or ever have that food. Sometimes I think this is how clients talk about foods. Like, well, then I had two bowls of this because it's my favorite thing and blah, 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 especially with holidays. It's like, okay, but is Christmas going to come next year? You know, and not to be, I mean, we don't really know, but it's, is not the last time that food is ever going to be offered to you. Yes, there is something to say for it. The foods that you have once a year, it's like, no, enjoy them, have them. But it doesn't mean you need to eat them like your life depends on it. It doesn't mean that you need to feel absolutely stuffed eating it just because you saw it and it was your favorite. Just because you like corn on the cob doesn't mean you need to have three of them. There's going to be another opportunity to have corn on the cob. Enjoy your one. That's another good one to throw in there. That would be an example of a carb, right? So you're going to fill up on your protein and veggies. You're going to pick which carb you want or carb or two, whatever fits your macros and enjoy. If you, again, are not a drinker, cool. You don't even have to think about drinks in the equation. Maybe then you always go for a small portion of the dessert. Or if you really like the potato salad and the pasta salad, then have a little bit of each, but skip the desserts. It's all about choices, just like it is in your normal day, your normal nutrition. Whether you're tracking your macros or eating intuitively, it's all picking and choosing. It's that you can't, you know, have your cake and eat it too kind of thing. You can't just eat everything and say it's going to fit. You pick and choose. And it's the exact same thing, just in different social settings, okay? I uh, would say to also try, this is my last point, to really focus on enjoying the social aspect. If you are at, you know, this is, we're talking about social settings you're at an event, talking to people, doing something, whatever. And this is, again, another thing that's easier said than done, where for some people, food is such a big focus of their lives. And I I understand and I'm not minimizing how intimidating it can be to be overwhelmed by the food options or to be kind of like haunted by them the whole time where you're standing there debating it in your head. Especially because I just walked you through this, which might have sounded like a big checklist in your head. We're like, Brittany, geez, you're telling me to kind of relax and not think about it. But you're also telling me that when you get somewhere, you think about X, Y, Z. Yes, to the point that by now it's super natural and um, kind of ingrained in me to do. Everything I talked about takes me about four seconds. You know what I mean? And those who have done the time tracking macros, who have started eating intuitively, can do that all mentally within 10 seconds, right? And it is beautiful to see that. I have some clients who who report that back to me of like, I went to this and I picked this, not that, and I felt good. I didn't feel stuffed, but I had pizza and it wasn't even cheating. And that's awesome. I love hearing that. But if you are newer to it, it is going to take some time. It's going to take some adjusting. 
And it is going to be a little bit panicky of like, okay, but is this a curb? Is this not? And it's just going to come with it. Okay, that's a great sign that you should definitely be tracking, not trying to eat intuitively because you need to keep continuing to learn what food consists of. But once you're there, once you've made those little decisions very quickly mentally and you're set, like let it go. Don't keep, try not to keep festering over it and think, oh, that brownie's calling my name. Should I have this? Should I not? Like look at the people you're with. Talk to the people you want to talk to. Try to find enjoyment in things other than just the food at the event. And I, that's really true. I've heard that from people before where they're like, they only look forward to things by the food present or they're so focused on the food that they're like paralyzed with fear about going to something. If they're in the middle of working with me or in the middle of a challenge, like, but now I have this bridal shower. It's like, yeah, you can go to a bridal shower. There are people who eat healthily who go to a bridal shower and are fine. It's, it shows that food is way too much of your main focus if that like paralyzes you with fear. So hopefully just some basics can get you through it, can, you know, keep you focused if anything, if you take anything away from this podcast, just think about filling the half your plate with veggies and then going with some kind of protein and then picking and choosing a couple of other carby things, okay? Because I think it's pretty clear and easy to define and, you know, be able to put your finger on what the vegetable is and usually still pretty easy to identify the protein. So you can kind of just assume the other things if you're like, huh, I'm not sure what that is, not sure what that is, probably going to fall on the carbs for you or carbs and fat. So just pick and choose, then move away from it, keep drinking water throughout the event, talk to people, focus on other stuff, throw out your plate when it's done. That's another tip that, I, again, I didn't really talk about, but I did talk about when women don't do it is put things on your plate. You know, don't just stand by the table and eat off of the appetizer table or eat off of the dessert table or whatever, picking little handfuls here and there. Just put it on a plate, walk away, socialize, enjoy the event. Okay. I hope that was helpful. If it was helpful, I would love if you would share this podcast with a friend and uh, hopefully it can ease their mind a little bit through the summertime barbecues. I hope you guys are having a wonderful summer so far. I will talk to you again before the 4th of July, so I'm not going to tell you to have a great 4th of July yet, but I will be back with you on July 2nd. So I'll talk to you then, but let me know if you need anything in the meantime. And my email is fitmomlikechiffles at gmail.com. All right, I'll talk to you next time.